Hi, I'm Garrett Hill, and you're listening to Life Students Podcast. Here we develop young leaders and guide them to their purpose. Life Students Podcast was formed out of a need for connection in a world saturated with negative content. It is our goal to create a safe place for young people to both have fun and hear the voice of God. Whether you are a member of Life Students or you just found this podcast, we hope that this encourages and empowers you to move forward with your walk with God. Welcome to Life Students Podcast. I'm your host, Garrett Hill, and uh, today's a little bit different. Um, you know, we've been in the Dangerous Prayer series and the Role Model series, uh, but today we're just uh, recording a podcast with my friend Ben Giffen. So, how are you doing, Ben Giffen? I'm doing well. <laughs> Honored to be here. I, I like to say people's first and last names. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, but anyway, we got him here today. Uh, he was he surprised me by coming in this week. I mean, it wasn't it wasn't just for me. I th- I don't think, but it's a surprise anyways. I wasn't expecting him to be here. So, uh, what when did you get in? Uh, we got in last Saturday. Last Saturday. Yes. Okay. And you uh, you were here for Sparger, right? You you preached in Sparger. Yeah, I preached uh, Sunday morning service at Sparger. Cool. What'd you preach? I wasn't there. Sorry. I preached a, a message called A Revival of Well Diggers. Yeah? Basically just talking about, um, you know, going back to the well where our forefathers get their experience with God and us as my generation coming to the well and digging it out for ourselves. Mm-hmm. You know, I think we ask the question sometimes, why don't God just preserve what the generation before us has done already? Yeah. But the reality is that we just have to dig it out for ourselves. Yeah. We got to dig out while we worship the way that we do. Yeah. While we pray the way we, you know, our elders did. And, and it's just, you know, if we want to see the miracle signs and wonders that they seen, mm-hmm. the only way to see it is digging it out for right. ourselves. Yeah. We can't, you don't just get handed it. No. No. As, as, much, as easy and as nice as that would be. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It'd be easy, man. But sometimes you got to go through some fire, you know. Got to get molded and shaped and stuff. So that's awesome, man. I wish I would. if I knew you were going to be there, I'd have been there. You know? <laughs> well, I, you know, I didn't even find out until <laughs> you know Pastor Ben. He's good at putting that. Pressure oh on yeah, him. <laughs> oh yeah. You know, if you're a visiting preacher or visiting minister, you're going to have a mic at some point. You're going to have a mic. Might be in Sperger, might be in service, and you may not even know you're getting called upon, but <laughs> you will be called upon. Um, but anyway, man, uh, so that that message actually kind of ties into a little bit of my idea on this podcast. Uh, so we're going to be interviewing him, and uh, he's going to tell us a little bit about himself, a little bit about his past, um, in detail or no detail. It's up to him. Um, but we're going to dive into Ben Giffen's life. <laughs> That's scary. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> That's very scary. No. Um, so, anyway, man, tell tell us about yourself. Tell tell us what what do we need to know about you? Uh, you know, you got the the basics that I guess everyone gives out. Yeah. Uh, I'm 24 years old, married to my beautiful wife, which is Micah Giffen. Uh, we are the youth pastors at our church. Mm-hmm. We're youth pastoring now for right at a year. So. 
we get to enjoy marriage for six months and we've been hard at it you know dude that is <laughs> that is the same thing that happened to us <laughs> it's like as soon as you got married hey you fit the bill <laughs> <laughs> welcome you have made it <laughs> also there's a position open so um get in it yeah <laughs> but you know i wouldn't have it any other way for sure yeah yeah it's awesome man um other than that you know my i sit under my dad and i tell everybody yeah you don't know what it's like to have a pastor until you live with them then you know what it's like <laughs> to have a pastor uh-huh but no i to be honest with you it is it is a blessing um we own our own business so it makes us flexible wow what do you do uh we own a plumbing and heating air business oh okay cool cool yeah cool so it's uh me my brother we have to say dad because he started the business, but he doesn't work near as much as he used to. <laughs> uh-huh. But that's all right. I'd, I'd rather him have the ability to go and take care of the church stuff right. and us yeah. take care of the business. But, um, yeah, other than that, I mean, we can get into the scary stuff or we could just keep it practical. <laughs> <laughs> all right, podcast over. Thank you for tuning in this week. <laughs> no, uh, no, we're going to dive in a little further. <laughs> so... So what was it? What was it like living in a pastor's home—the good and the bad, and the ugly? Well, um, you know, our, I didn't grow up, you know, from a little baby, as uh, my dad being the, the pastor of the church. It was actually—I um, was 16 years old, about to turn 17, mm-hmm. and my dad got voted in at our church. Uh, you know, we kind of had a bad transition type thing. Yeah. So, so he was. So he was. How long was he preaching before he became a pastor? Oh, he uh, he had been preaching since um, he was probably twenty three, twenty four years old. Oh wow! So he'd okay. been preaching for a while. And oh, okay. I, okay. I think he was the assistant pastor for fifteen years. Okay. So it was kind of like one of those deals where everybody expected it, mm-hmm. but it not so soon. Right. Yeah. And not the circumstances, kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. But. Um, you know, as far as what is it like, you know, you're going to fight living in somebody's shadow, no doubt about it. Right, yeah. You know, every every message I preach, you know, my mark is dad. You know, that's, right, yeah, that's, that's yeah. the level I want to preach at. And, you know, even if you don't live, your, your dad isn't the pastor. I right. think true yeah. submission, honestly, should push you to say, I want to be like that. I want to reach that mark. Of ministry, and um, as far as you know, the good, the bad, the ugly of living with a pastor, my situation is kind of unique because number one, he's my dad. Yeah. Number two, he's my boss because he owns the <laughs> oh, business, <laughs> and he's my pastor. Man. So uh, there's a there's a threefold deal there. <laughs> um, he got he got three hats for you. Oh yeah, oh yeah. There is, um, you know, and honestly, to anybody living in that whether your dad is just your dad or your dad is the pastor or your dad mm-hmm. is your boss um you know if i wanted to i could cause my dad a lot of headache right you know i could make him a miserable miserable man yeah but you know, that's not what i want to do and i don't think there's anybody out there that feels like you know i want to cause them all kinds of pain uh-huh. for you know the church taking taking them away from me and you you will fight that yeah. for me being older, you know, that kind of wasn't something that that just hurt me. Mm-hmm. You know, him being 
focused on the church and spending time on the church all the time wasn't something that just felt absolutely detrimental. You do notice it, but you have a better understanding of why. You know, I understand why he has to. I understand why he can't eat dinner with us tonight because he has to meet with so-and-so. Right, yeah. So it's just kind of one of those deals where as you get older, it does get a little easier because you, you get you get some wisdom, you learn, you understand what's going on, and you understand, you know, even though Dad can't be there, right? he's there to help somebody else. So did you – so this is just a bonus question because I thought of it at the moment. Um, so did you ever feel – like as like you said, when you get older, it gets easier because you kind of understand. But did it did it kind of affect you in a in, in a way that you felt left out as a kid? Because like yeah, you, you had other friends that are like always with their dad, and then and then your dad's you know fulfilling the call of the Lord, which is awesome. But sometimes that takes some time away from the from the family. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, I, I did feel that. Uh, yeah, there was a, there was a part of me, you know. Um, before he became pastor, my dad and I got to hunt a lot together. Yeah. So after that, that kind of... Oh, yeah. Yeah, I got you. I had to hunt by myself. And yeah. But, you know, I just I took it upon myself to start taking my brother with me. Right. So, you know, you just, instead of always looking for him, you just start looking for your siblings. Mm-hmm. And it, yeah. You know, as crazy as it may sound, you know, it kind of pushed my brother and I closer together. Right, yeah. Because we knew that we couldn't spend as much time with him. Right, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, um, you're going you're gonna to feel it for sure. Right, yeah. So, so did you, so growing up in a preacher's home, in a pastor's home, did you feel pressured to become a preacher yourself? Actually, and, and I'm sure, you know, every dad or pastor is different with how they handle their son. But my dad was very very open with me about it it was never get ready to preach you know god's right. going to do it you're, you're called you know nobody ever told me i was called like so like so like it you're in my lineage so you're going <laughs> to preach <laughs> yeah there, there <laughs> you was, are my offspring so you will become preacher <laughs> no there there was nothing ever like that it was just more like you know i, I want god to use you yeah. but you don't have to be a preacher right just do you know, do something, you know. Um, pray, you know. Get a burden. Allow God to develop you. But my dad, he was just like, you know, if you're not called, you're not called. If you don't feel that, don't feel pressured to feel that just because I'm the pastor. Yeah. And um, it was it was never one of those things that really run through my mind because when I got home, no matter even if I felt pressure from people in the church that kind of expected that, mm-hmm. you know, like you see the pastor and you expect at least somebody from the family to be a preacher, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, because they want to be like their dad, yeah, you know. So, no, I was fulfilling my dream doing the plumbing. <laughs> <laughs> I've always wanted to be a plumber. <laughs> yeah, it was. Yeah, that's my lifelong dream, and I. Hey, well, me and you are day. kind of the same. I'm a pipe fitter, you know. Yeah, man. Yeah, you know, it's I mean, just. Metal and plastic, you know. And then. <laughs> hey, you gotta have that pipe. <laughs> ah, yeah, you know, you know, gotta have it. But yeah, so, um, what did you, what do you want the church to know about bring, being a preacher's kid? 
as far as the church, quit putting so many expectations on preachers' kids. We're still kids. Definitely. Yeah, I mean, allow them to develop in their own time and don't put the pressure for them to Mm -hmm. preach. They may not preach. They may lead music. Right. They, They may be a prayer warrior. You know, I think we forget about that ministry oftentimes. Exactly. The pastor needs somebody out here praying for them on a daily basis. Yeah, we can't all be on a platform at the same time. Yeah. There's got to be some people praying in the altars, (laughs) (laughs) you know? Because then then we're just, you know, we're having a jam session. (laughs) (laughs) As far as the church, you know, not only don't just put it, you know, watch how you put pressure on on the family. Yeah. But just be supportive. Right. Be supportive of the family. You know, if uh, if the family... You know, the kids may never develop into a certain style of ministry that you preconceived for them to fit. They may just run a business and pay good ties. Mm-hmm. The church still needs money to That's move true. forward. Yeah. So, you know, I think we just need to be careful. I think oftentimes if we're not really careful how we deal with the pastor's family and their children you will push them away from the church than actually giving them a place to fit in the church. Right, yeah. Yeah, that's that's one thing that I try to do the, do the best I can is to treat everybody in the youth group as a person in the youth group. You yeah. know, they're a kid that needs to grow in their walk with God. It's mm-hmm. not, you know, this pa- the, the pastor's kid or the, the drug addict's kid that keeps coming. I'm going to give the pastor kid pastor's kid more attention and more uh, opportunities and stuff. I'm going to give that other kid the same opportunities as the pastor's kid because they both have callings. Absolutely. You know, one um, one is not greater than the other because they are both called by the same God. That's right. And, uh, you know, we just you just got to be really careful because we just want to make— the church is supposed to be a safe place to run to. Exactly. And uh, that's, that's the environment that we always want to create. And to the church, you know— Support support your pastor. Support their family. That's yeah. really the best thing. You ain't got to run up to the pastor's family and, and and say, I support you. I'm behind you 100%. Just show up. Yeah. You know, just just show up and, and be, there, be there for their kids. Because, you know, you are losing that time with your family. Right, yeah. And so as youth pastor or as Sunday school teacher or as music ministry, just... Do what we're supposed to do, and that's invest. Yeah. Find find that young person that's in that family and say, hey, you may not get to spend as much time with your dad, but you still have the church to lean on. Right. Yeah. So does being a preacher's kid affect how God uses you? Hmm. I think, I think it can if you let it. Personal. I think it's a personal deal. You know, you get the... I, I've preached messages before, walked off the platform, and people have told me, that was a good message. You know, you, you remind me a lot of your dad, but you got some big shoes to fill. That's not true. <laughs> you don't have no... You, you're not trying to fulfill your parents' shoes. Yeah. And that's that's something that my dad's always told me. He said, listen... You're not, you don't have my shoes to fill. You've got your own shoes to fill. Mm-hmm. Whatever shoes God lays before you, that's what you have to fulfill. Yeah. Not not what other people expect you to do. You know, my dad, my dad's a fireball preacher. But what if I God calls me to teach? Exactly. You yeah. know, I, I, you're limiting 
what I feel God calling me to because you expect me to be like him. Yeah. So you just got to be careful about that. You know, personally, don't let it affect you. Don't try to feel like you're living in somebody's shadow all the time. You're not. You're just trying to fulfill what God has called you to. Right. You know, the, your ministry is going to be different. And in some form or fashion, it is going to be different. And that's what's great about the church. Everybody walks into this place and you got different personalities because God wants us to be able to affect people differently. Like you can reach people that I can't reach. Right. Or you can minister to people that I can't minister to because we have different personalities. Right. Yeah. And if we constantly feel the pressure that, oh, this is who I got to be like, this is who I got to preach like, you're not even being effective because God can't anoint who we pretend to be. Exactly. He's he going only anoint who we really are. Yeah, he can't anoint you with a mask on. No, definitely not. Sorry, I that one <laughs> slipped. <laughs> no, I I just preached that in uh, youth service. Like remove the remove the mask, uh, take the mask off. Sorry, that one <laughs> that one was fresh. It still slipped, but you do got to take the mask off. Um, but so, anyways, I've got a two part question. What advice would you give to a preacher's kid? And the second part, a non-preacher's kid, what advice would you give to them? So let's start with the preacher's kid. The preacher's kid, just just let God develop you in your own time, in your own process. Get past the expectations that it naturally gets put on preacher's kids. If you're called to preach, take the take the bull by the horns and go after it. If you're not, find where you're called. Find your place in the church and let God develop you as slowly or as quickly as what you need. If you yeah. if you rush the process, you're not gonna be you're gonna be frustrated right. trying to get there so quick whenever you're gonna feel like God's holding you back or the pastor's holding you back. When in reality you still got things that God's gotta cultivate out of you. Mm-hmm. He's got to get things. He's got to change some mindsets. He's got to change some some mentalities that we develop through whatever mm-hmm. circumstances that we face. And so, just allow God to develop you in whatever processes or however long that takes. Right. Um, to the non-preachers' kids, pedigree means nothing in the apostolic church. Your last name isn't going to get you a pulpit, nor is it going to keep you from a pulpit. You know, if your mom and dad was whatever out in the world, that means nothing when you walk in this house and you give your life to God. Mm -hmm. And so if to the non-preachers, kids, same thing. Just let God develop you. You know, we've all got a place to fit in the church because, you know, God, God has so many avenues and areas that he can use people. But we just, I think the biggest thing is we just put it is, put it at like this. If God's calling me to anything, you know, we always put it to a pulpit. Mm-hmm. If God's calling me to something, we automatically say, I'm a preacher. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm called God to the pulpit. You know? <laughs> <laughs> now, if you're called, you know, what are we called to anyway? We're called to reach the lost. Right. Whether a pulpit ministry, music ministry, whether you're, you're called to, to be a prayer warrior, no matter what it is, it, you just got to reach the lost. So if you'll forget just for a moment of I want to stand behind a pulpit 
or I want a microphone in my hand, forget that just for a moment and say, God, if there's anybody out there that I can reach. And this, this is what I tell my young people. I, you know, I've got some, a couple of young people coming up, coming up to me and say, you know, I, I feel a call to preach. This is what I tell them. I said, that's awesome. But your gift will make room for itself. So let's just forget about that for a moment. God will allow that to happen when you're ready. So quit focusing so much on being behind a pulpit and holding a microphone in your hand. Let's focus on what can I do to make this church better. Just you know, that's that's the way I took it. Mm-hmm. That's what I done. I just said, you know, maybe God will call me to a, behind a pulpit one day, but until then, I'm gonna fill the fill the voids in my church. Right. Whatever I can do to bridge the gap to make my church function better. If we need prayer warriors, I'm gonna pray. If we need somebody to run the buses, that's what I want to do. Mm-hmm. If we need somebody to go down here and clean the toilets, I'm ready for that. Right. You know, it's. Through those processes, through those things, those 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 moments, just taking time and saying, I'm going to forget behind the pulpit for a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to forget standing behind a piano or playing the drums. I'm going to forget what my gift is, and I'm going to be there to fill the void. Yeah. Man, yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm just going to throw my two cents in for the uh, non-preacher's kid because that's what I am. So... I looked up to the, I looked up to the the, um, like the people that just had that natural talent. It's not not technically towards preachers' kids, but it's just, some. Well, I don't know. This guy. Okay, so this guy that particularly, he, uh, he was a preacher's kid, kind of, uh, but his, you know, dad ain't preaching no more. It's one of the. It's, it's a. It's a, a wacky situation. Um, while back, while back, long time ago, um, but anyway, um, I looked up to I looked up to him, and I looked up to the way that he did those things, and I tried to copy him, copy him for a long time, and like just I ain't going nowhere, I ain't getting nowhere, you know. Um, I'm, and then I was just I was just praying by myself, and like, man, you know, I I I need to do do me, you know, I'm not. I almost said his name. I'm not this individual, you know, and this individual is not me. I've, I'm my own person, you know. I, I may be called to preach. I may not be called to preach. I may go to the mission field, and I may never see the plains of Africa or uh, anywhere else, and I might be called to just home missions, you know, the my next-door neighbors, you know, because, and I'll, I'll just throw this in, too. You don't have to go to Africa to win souls. You got neighbors next to you. You got you got people right next to you that you can go witness to. You can invite them to church. You can bring them in. There's people in your schools that you can sit by on lunch. You know, I I remember I remember whenever I was in school. Sorry, I'm 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 in a big rabbit hole right now. Um, but I remember when I was in school and I had a dream that I was uh, talking. That I was talking, to, or actually, no, I'll tell you what, I'm really getting off of here, but I was in CIA, it's called Christians in Action, um, and God was like, this is how you're going to win your school. I was like, man, this is cool, you know, I'm going to win this school by by doing CIA, and then like, I just, I just didn't, you know, and that's probably like one of my biggest regrets, I didn't really try to 
push for Bible studies and school and everything. And so when God calls you to do something, or when God says move, then move. Because if, if you don't, he's going to call someone else. Moses, went, Moses, when he was before the burning bush, he said that I'm not eloquent in speech. I'm not, I don't talk good. I'm not that great. And he, he kept saying that. He kept saying it over and over. And he's like, I'm not good enough. I'm not good enough. And he's like, all right, I'm going to use your brother Aaron. You know, you'll, you're still going to perform the miracles, but Aaron's going to be the spokesperson, you know. And I kind of relate to Moses because I, feel, I always felt like I wasn't good enough, you know, because I was always looking at other people. You need to stop looking at other people and look inwards. Look at yourself, you know, because you're not anybody else. You have a name, and that is your name. It's not anybody else's name. Your last name doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if you you come from royalty, but you are you, and you got to follow after your call of God because He's called you. So, man. So, is there anything else? Any anything else that you can think of that they may need to know? Uh, you know, as far as not really preacher, non-preacher kid related, but. Just as youth work in general, um, what I tell my young people all the time is, you know, I, I really press for them to read the Word of God. Just dive into it, fall in love with it. Because I promise you, you're not going to be effective behind a pulpit if you don't know the Word of God. <laughs> nor can you be nope. effective anywhere else. Yeah. But David said, Thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee. Right. And, you know, dealing with young people, dealing with different things like that, you're going to deal with sin. You're yeah. going to. You know, we've been there. We've made our, our pitfalls, our mistakes, our, our faults and failures, our weaknesses just exposed us all the time. And even the secret sins that, that nobody knows about, the, the inner self. If you will just fall in love with the Word, that's it. You know, we make this thing so complicated. I don't know if I can give up this. I don't know if I can give up that. Forget that. If you will fall in love with the Word, mm -hmm. then you're going to have a foundation to where you can start to move forward. Yeah. But until you find that foundation and you make room for that foundation to grow in your life, then you're going to keep struggling with whatever you can't give up, whatever holds you from being who God wants you to be. Yeah. You know, regardless of what mom and dad delve into. Regardless of what their addictions were, regardless of what their addictions weren't, maybe they, they were the pastors of the family. Maybe they weren't the pastors of the family. But the bottom line is, if we're going to move forward, we've got to have the Word. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So, like, I always, I've, I've always heard it like this. So, like, when you're praying, you're talking to God. When you're reading the Word, <laughs> it's the Word. You know, it's His Word speaking back to you. And... Um, I mean, like, for instance, you could read one scripture ten times and the Lord's going to speak to you ten different ways out of that one scripture. You know, you can't ever read the same Bible. You can't ever read the the Bible through the same. It's always going to speak something different into your spirit. So, but um, I think that's all we got. Um, I feel good. You know, you feel good? I feel good. feel good, man. I feel like feel like uh, we got some good stuff out of you. 
Um, not too much. <laughs> That's next time. Next time we'll get we'll go deeper, you know. But um, anyway, guys, uh, thank you guys for tuning in this week. Uh, make sure that you guys share this with somebody that may need to hear it, preacher's kid or not, uh, because you're either a preacher's kid or you're not a preacher's <laughs> kid. You know, <laughs> yeah, it is what it is. Um, but one's not greater than the other. So. Uh, but thank you guys for listening. Make sure you share this with somebody and continue to listen wherever you listen to podcasts.